comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 66. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, come on, it's not that bad. We're getting to the end of the seasons, buddy. We get the uh, the season finale of Legends this week. No. We got uh, the next to the last episode of Gotham, the next to the last episode of Flash, next to the last episode of Arrow all this week. I want to so. take those pills that they took an arrow. The yellow, the yellow uh, pills. Uh, from yeah. Genesis Project. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely talk about that big hole in the ground <laughs> later. Hole in the plot. Hole and, in the ground. And we'll pour one out for Rouvet. Yeah. <laughs> the woman knew there so she was I guess so dumb they were worried about her debating so Oliver so bad they wanted to blow up the building. Oh, uh, we hardly knew you, Rouvet. But anyway. Um, thank you for joining me for a week of DC TV with my co-host here. First, the man who actually made that grilled cheese sandwich for Fish Mooney, Mr. Oh. Terrell Taylor. And she ate it. She said, Eat the best part, was, the best part was when the dude brought it and she said, what is this? Yeah. And he said, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. She ate my sandwich, though. She didn't eat him. She ate mine. Oh, man. Uh, Bruce Wayne's guidance counselor, Mr. Chub Toad Sheldon. Hey ho, God, fish money. I'm with Daryl. Can we just move on? <laughs> there was a lot of other cool stuff in that episode, though, that didn't have to do with fish money. Yeah, I don't know. it was pretty pretty great all around. And 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 last but not least, the uh, the woman who who got that sweet prosthetic arm from Malcolm Merlin, and then <laughs> showed him how to pe- sh- uh, punch people in the throat with it, like he did this week on Arrow. That's what I do, folks. Sister, throw a punch yourself, Miss Jerry Atkinson. Yay! Yeah, let's get this you're show just on. Act Schedule. like my biggest fan because you're on my list, Sheldon. I know. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it. I, I, I told, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't you, huh? It was a one-armed man. Uh, let's start out uh, real quick. Let's talk about the news, the, the big news we had about the CW and everything. We we heard CW, last episode, C, you know, CW is picking up Supergirl. Yes. Now we've heard the, the two cool things. A, it's going to be staying on Monday nights, which is pretty great because mm-hmm. CW needs a stronger Monday night show. Yeah. And B, they've already teased a four-way crossover. Not four ways. Now, wait. Dick Wolfhard said I could this. Take- I could take three ways. Dick Wolf did it first with the Chicago boy. shows, by the way. 
That's but, right. Uh, Dick Wolf did it first. Yeah, give, give him Take his it. props. You know, he, he had the Chicago uh, Law & Order SVU uh, crossover that had four different shows. But uh, they, they uh, teased a crossover of Flash, Arrow, Legends, mm-hmm. and Supergirl. Yes. All together. Which is they need given. to throw in iZombie and have a five-way. No one's done that yet. No, no, you've gone too far. No, no, that's like um, Necrophiliac five-way. That's not cool. No. Just don't do I, that. Have, have I achieved ludicrous speed? Yeah, you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course you did. So, a couple, I mean, a couple questions. Do mm-hmm. you think they're going to stick with uh, full 22-episode seasons for all these shows? Considering I the I budget so. concerns, I wish they wouldn't though. I yeah, so. I, I, I kind of wish they would cut it down and maybe even spread the shows out a little bit, make it easier on us podcasters. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's their first concern. Right. <laughs> I, I just want good product, and I think yeah, I agree. Hurts them. It, it's there's so many episodes that we didn't need, even with Flash. I know. I was going to say that too. Even with Flash this season, it seemed like there were some episodes that were just kind of filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they had a few bottle episodes, and yeah. I think we'd all agree the Legends of Tomorrow would have been better with as maybe a nine or ten episode series rather than fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. There are a lot of wheels. Yeah. At, at least, well. at least with that story arc. Maybe depending on what the story arc is, it could go longer. It's just that. That story felt like it could have been wrapped up in six to eight episodes and not what we had. So maybe what we get next year with, well, we'll save it for when we get to talking about that. But maybe we'll get a better story that can withstand that arc without really kind of filling things, you know, well, and a what, better plan. Well, what they teased at the end of Legends, I mean, that's a pretty excellent uh Beginning oh, for me that right. that, that oh, got me I, uh, that perked me right up. You know? Absolutely, uh, that's what, what I wanted. Jerry call him a squee moment. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a thing, right? I mean, like you're just like, oh, like nerd, like. That is total. exactly what happened in the last thirty seconds of Legends of Tomorrow. I and me too. I was like, oh, squee. <laughs> and that's what I kind of wanted Legends to be anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind you of can't have all squee. That the last two episodes felt like what. Almost exactly what I expected out of that show. Sure. And I mean, with with the current thing we have with all those shows being there, you could make a JLA uh, like show out of oh, right. uh, Legends without, and and it doesn't have oh, to be yeah. all of them have to be on it every episode. But what you could do is if you have it planned out that you have like two or three of them as the main ones and then every if you get a you know when you get the budget for the big ones the big crossovers then you have them together but right. for the most part just start out with uh start out with the core and then you work your way out because uh, they've been hitting at uh Vixen already mm-hmm. that she has to be she'll be making a comeback they yeah. didn't say for what yet but they also mentioned <laughs> that Constantine would probably be popping up in Legends season yeah. 2 right um, you could easily give him like a 6 or 8 episode mini it would almost be better, in my mind, if they uh, going along with what Daryl was saying here. What if they adopted a thing more like AMC, mm-hmm. with like a ten or a twelve episode season? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah. and then spread them out. You know, right. don't have them. You know, like and you could doubly... have one start in the fall, and when it gets about six episodes in, have another one start. You know, spread them out. Mm-hmm. And you can double the budget for the for the shows they can have and, them double their budget and they can do more things 
have more characters in there. And yeah, I think that's like the only misgiving everyone has about Supergirl moving to CW. I mean, we got this mm-hmm. report this week that close to Flockhart might not make the move. Yeah, um, and, and that's probably a, a generally a money issue there. I think now, they'll write. I think they'll write her probably being is she'll travel. She'll she won't because she yeah. has businesses all over. I mean, and they'll probably make it that it's a global. She'll be as long traveling as they don't do away with her character completely, because it's it's honestly, I was never a fan of her, Callista Flockhart. I mean, I didn't have anything against her. I just wasn't a fan, and it didn't sway me one way or the other that she was going to be on this show until we met Kat. And right. I absolutely <laughs> love that character, and I love her playing that character. And I get, you know, her and Harrison may not want to go up to Vancouver, but you know, maybe at least have, you know, out of the out of the, whatever the number of the episode runs going to be, budget in for at least a third to a half of those episodes having Cat in them in one form or the other. And I think having had a season under their belts now of Supergirl and of Legends that we can mm-hmm. expect improvements in both shows. Because even, even Berlante I, and those guys said uh, that they were rushed on Legends. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then it took a while. I think it took like the first half of the first season really for Supergirl to kind of find its pace. But it definitely did. You know, And so. Arrow had to, and they had to admit also that Arrow didn't have a strong season. Again. Yeah. Like right. they, they, they really have That's to true. work on it. See, I don't know, though. To me, it didn't take that long for Supergirl to gel. I mean, I was really yeah, interested was by the really second good. or third episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, that's my perspective on it. I don't, yeah. Supergirl's biggest problem, I think, for me is a couple of little issues here and there with they they would have people in play and then they would forget. Like you have an army of Kryptonians and aliens and all of a sudden they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like it, but that I think that that was because they just don't have the money for that. Like you, they established something so big, like an army of superpowered beings, but you just don't have the money to pull off. How is she going to fight all those superpowered beings? They don't have the money for that, right? So they have to really think about that before they make the plans, like how they're going to set these things up. Like if you you make it two worlds shattering, earth ending uh, villains, you really have to worry about well what can right. we afford what can we the jeopardy do jeopardy has to be there you have to continue mm-hmm. what you yeah sure well, and you can oh, go, go ahead. no i'm just gonna go ahead and finish because i have a follow well i was question. gonna say you can like there are ways to shortcuts that you can do like uh in comics they they do a panel uh, of you know like you're supposed to be fighting this 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 big armada i don't know just have a panel of superman taking care of a bunch just a, just a quick panel of him flying right. around, taking care of things, and then you make her story more intimate of, of she's dealing with some, you know, something in particular or or taking down the, the start of the threat, like the the leader of it and, and have it that Superman's handling all the other stuff. Like, those are the things that you can do to kind of, you know, write around that you don't have the money to show all that, you know, all the, the type of fighting that... Well, plus they have this whole thing going on where Supergirl's in the pocket universe of her own, and the only other superheroes we know of in that universe are Martian Manhunter and Superman. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for all we know, that I mean, and there's that whole scene where Flash crosses over, and he's like, you never heard of Green mm-hmm. Arrow, Black Canary, Flash. Do you think that people. maybe there's... None maybe... of some... I'm sorry, just let me finish go ahead, real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so none of those superheroes exist on superhero Supergirl's world, Right. right. 
So we can only assume Superman, Supergirl, and Martian Manhunter. Now, I mean, with them, I assume there's going to be some crossing over there or whatever. I mean, how's it going to? I'm just interested to see how that's going to affect. You know, what I mean, with the, mm-hmm. so many many humans on the one Earth crossing over with the the Earth where there are only three, right? And whether it's going to be like they're going to play with that at all or not. You know, that kind of idea of the pushback between the two different Earths. Or, well, like, or if they're just going to well, like kind of subsume her into the CW first. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's what I'm wondering is, are they going to maybe do some sort of crisis on infinite earth sort of thing you know, and, and, yeah. and remake the, the, I hate to use the term, but the new 52 and they actually exist now in the same <laughs> universe. So you say after only a few years, they already need a reboot on DC right. TV. <laughs> right. Hey, that's hilarious. I, you know what they do? Oh, no. They had a crisis what every four to five years in the comics. I mean, it's cool. I'm just, I just, well, this would be the first season. This would be yeah. the first season that they'll have all the shows under that umbrella. And right. if you think about it, they haven't really used that. You know, like we've had episodes where uh, Star City is going through all this stuff. There's no one there. Like, there's no you don't see the other heroes around at all. Flash has gone through stuff where, you know, there's been stuff that's happened to the city and no one's like they've never done that thing of having it where you've established that these metahumans are around, the you know, that are out there. But they really haven't unless they do a crossover. They decide to do a crossover for that. Those special episodes. They really haven't really established how all of these characters are in the same world. Like you didn't get to see Ray. You didn't get to see like they took them away. You didn't get to see White Canary, you know, helping with other stuff. You didn't get to see any of that. And and Firestorm and, like, they they always had them written that they flew off somewhere. Right, or they went to Pittsburgh at one point, I remember. Right, so I think when now that we have this established, I think they really need to kind of... Because you established that this world is connected and play with that a little bit. Right. Like, you don't have to have the actors always be on it, but you could have something where... Arrow is doing something, something happens and a, and, a, and a villain or something, a bunch of villains are coming in and they get knocked out and gone. And you leave a note, a, a little, a funny note from Barry saying, you're welcome. And that's yeah. it. you don't need to, you know, like, you can play with that. Like, this this, is I mean, they've done that a little bit yeah. now. Like, yeah, with this, with say, the, you know, the Superman Cisco... appearance, he was knocked out and then, the, yeah, yeah, they've right. kind of done that. You can or play they, with that, like you could do. Yeah, that. they kind of done that a little bit with like they'll they'll say you know Cisco sent you a present on Arrow mm-hmm. or you exactly. know like a Felicity reference on Flash or right. And and I agree. I mean, they so far they've just been having the one crossover every year. Right. But I mean, right. watching the Flash, you know, this whole metapocalypse thing where the hundreds of metahumans. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of weird. It, it's the same thing in the more some of the Marvel movies too. It seems kind mm-hmm. of weird that you know Arrow wouldn't come lend a hand. Right. You know, although he has a giant crater in his city to deal with, to be fair. Right. I think but, that would help them. I think it would have helped Ages of Shield. I mean, their their ratings have plummeted too, and I think yeah. people want it. Like people do every time they get ratings boosts on any of these shows well, when they cross over. Yeah. Because right. people well, enjoy with, that. The thing with Agents of Shield too, though, is those they they definitely suffer from having way too many episodes in a season. Yeah. You know, it just you're like. That's okay. my big gripe with that show, actually. Yeah. There's, like, something really cool every episode, but you really have to filter and wade through a pile of... But I think people want... But I think people... What, what I'm saying is people want 
they enjoy because you see it by the numbers, the, the crossover. And when people didn't see the, they see these things in the film, they see Shield, they see these names. And then when you you go to the TV and you go, well, there's nothing there from the movie that I like. Like it would probably help them. Yeah, well, I mean, if they had done it in the beginning, it's too late now. But it probably would have helped them if they had a had something where they were like, oh, just Cap just helped us out with something. Like you know, like okay, just kind of connect it without. Right. Like right. Gotham in the comics, do the same mm-hmm. thing with yeah, playing with that. Like uh, Thor just helped us out with this satellite issue. You know, oh, right. little things like that mm-hmm. that, that will kind of get people, you know, really excited to remind them. And I think that that will be the key for the CW now that you have these, these, you know, this all this connected. I don't think they should take Legends and put them in time again and have them away from everything because you i think you should still include no, them. Having... they should they should use the time travel thing sparingly throughout a season like it right. comes in handy here and there but for the most part they just are in one you know like what you're saying yeah because you you keep telling us like there are going to be like you they hint at there going to be a time when these heroes are going to band together and make teams right, right? that's the hint yeah, they, well, they keep saying that you need they to see that Here's, here's what I think, especially from the end of Legends this week, mm-hmm. that instead of them dealing with time, they're going to be dealing with alternate realities, more like sliders rather than right, time, right. time tracks Which or whatever. would be cool. Is, well, I, I mean, if they do it right, it can be very cool. Could be cool. If you, think about, <laughs> if you think about what the guy says at the very end of, of Legends, it makes sense that that, that seems like the, the trajectory they're going to be headed. You know, after they... Mm-hmm. You know, they destroyed that Oculus or whatever. They destroyed right. the time, you know, the timeline or whatever. It make more. I think, you know, I, and again, the um, it, it was really funny. We, we all thought it was going to be Booster Gold. Remember when we saw yeah. the announcement? Yeah, I, totally. oh, That's so, what so. I was expecting. I up totally. to the moment, to that very moment, I was yeah. like, "Here comes Booster Gold," and then it wasn't. But the fact that it isn't and it's who it was, I think, speaks more to the fact they're going to talk more about alternate timelines rather than mm-hmm. time travel in the next. Totally time. agree. Yeah. And I think that would be awesome because then you could you could play with you know you could go uh, visit Earth three and see the crime syndicate in action right. you know or like oh, I totally want to see that that would be awesome I totally it, it, I would love I would love to have a series like a ten episode series of that now here's the here's the the, the follow up before we get to Gotham real quick mm-hmm. what do you think the crossover will be among all four shows now it'd have to be something they could afford. Right. With the CW's budgets and something that would have to involve all the different characters on some level. Would it be Crisis or something like that? I mean, would, they, would they be able to pull that off? Of the CW I don't budget? think it would be I mean, Crisis they introduced yet. the Justice thingy thingy. Or, you know, there, there have been like little hints of OMAC here and there. Huh? We could see something more like you know, an OMAC project type deal. Well, yeah, when they do when they do that crossover, though, that is going to be some very, very premium airtime for advertisement dollars oh, okay yeah because i mean that's going to be cw's biggest sale of their entire fall to spring season i, I mean i think they'll go tech gonna... i think they'll go more towards maybe like an omac or an android or something something where they can contain it i don't think they'll go earth shattering uh crisis yet i think that that would be something they'll save i also maybe. don't think whatever it is crisis or not whatever it's going to be i don't think it's going to be a one episode crossover i think what they'll do is they'll be you know that one episode will involve all four shows but i think there'll be some lead-ups 
of crossovers between one or two shows here and there, and then even afterwards. So well, I could definitely and, see them. And like that having... advertising arc right there, that yeah. is going to be the cash cow for them, for CW. Yeah. That and also, um, there is something that we remember from the, the old comics, uh, from the Silver Age and stuff, when they had the heroes get together for DC, they didn't all, they weren't all on the same Earth anyway. They would just travel. They just made it that they could, yep. they could go back and forth between Earths. So right, they already they had, had the treadmill. They already had the treadmill. So they would. The JSA was made up of heroes from different Earths. So why not be able to? Are we going to get Alan Scott? You think? Well, I'm saying for Supergirl, we might not have to have it that she's oh, in full, oh, yeah, yeah. folded in to just make it that she can be a part of the team when just by traveling. Her. Yeah, when they right. need her. I just um, I could see them. I don't know. If they, I agree with Daryl. I think they'd probably put, keep Crisis in their pocket, mm-hmm. but I could totally see them doing something like with the Manhunters or with Omac, right, right. a Brother Eye, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that since they have all four to play with, it'd be really smart, and they probably will do this. They could foreshadow up to the big crossover as the seasons cool. go on, right? And then when that four season or that four episode um, um, thing happens, mm-hmm. you know, all through those shows, it would have been led up to through the whole season. You know? I'm thinking, you know what I think about it? I'm thinking they might go Thanagarian threat. They have Ooh. mentioned, they did mention Thanagarians in, in Legends quite a bit. Yeah, and they're, ra- because the, the reason why that I say that is be because, very interesting. That well, the, in, reason, in, yeah, I, the reason I why know. I say that is because you don't have to have the wings at all times. You can just have them be in regular outfit, regular armored suit. Not armored right. suit, but just have them as regular soldiers and they fight. And then, when they, and then okay. when they feel like it, they could have them fly. A couple of them can fly off with the wings, but, but you don't have to maintain that. Right. Throughout the whole thing, so it's cheaper. You, you you can go cheaper that way. Yeah. Plus, it doesn't. It looks. Yeah, it looks kind of silly too when they have their wings out for too much. Or too yeah, much. yeah, and you can contain that. That's something that they can, they can kind of deal with and contain. You can have Supergirl come in, fly, beat up the a bunch of them. It, it it will look cool, you know, having her knock out a bunch of wing guys and and all the other heroes that you know they can fight them and they're not something that's so powerful that they can't deal with it. Right. And again, you know, foreshadowed in in uh, Legends uh, uh, at the end of season one, past couple episodes there. Yeah, because I could see it st- stand out because I, you know, a lot of the stories with them, the Thanagarians are assholes. Like, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They're always yeah, trying true. to invade and, and do true. things. So I could I could see them say, "Hey, let's do that." Yeah, yeah like a race of Daryl Taylors. You oh yes. This- Ooh, damn. Ooh. Oh yes. She called <laughs> you a hawk man. Do you think this mm-hmm. could possibly bring in Lobo? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe in Legends I could see him popping up or something. I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to break up the puppy fight club here. You know? I, that would probably be something they would throw into Supergirl for a minute and have it one episode. Where he, she, he yeah. would come in, cause some problems, get drunk, right. smash Ooh. some stuff, and then leave. And know? then, you know, have him show up like every season or something, you know? Yeah, if she or he could bring information. Like if they do go Thetagaring or whatever, he could be like, "I've heard some things, you know. Like I've, you know, there's been some some talk." He wouldn't like Thetagarians either. I mean, no, he would hate authoritarians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it's written more towards original Lobo and not New Fifty Two Lobo, because. I think that's done. Oh, oh right. They ended that book, and that's that. It, it, yeah. Oh my God, that was terrible. Emo Lobo. It'll probably be a little, if anything, it would probably make a little bit of both. 
a little bit of, uh, he wasn't that far away. I don't know. Randy Savage always be my Lobo. For Aquaman, that they didn't tap him for Lobo. He would have been fucking awesome in that role. Yeah. 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 It'll always be Randy Savage to me. That's like my Lobo voice now. You know, he he ruined it for all other voices. Mm. Okay, well, let's hit some Gotham. Uh, Season 2, episode 21. The next to the last episode of the season. Uh, Wrath of the Villains, colon, a legion of horribles. No more colon cleansing. Uh, One more colon episode. (laughs) Thank God. It's really rough on my colon. It is. Okay. Um, Last week, we, uh, of course, you know, Galavan got blown to smithereens by a rocket. That was pretty fun. Handle business. And Selena was trapped by her friend uh, Bridget. Uh, in a one of those proving ground rooms at, at Arkham, and her friend Bridget's been uh, brainwashed to think she's a goddess of fire named Firefly. Because sure, I love this. I love this construct that everybody has to have a backstory because you can just mm-hmm. like create. It's kind of awesome. Well, it's like it's like a rationalization, you know. For like, it is, uh, it for, is, for but the, it, uh, it gives like mean, like brain to like like fill in the blanks of the stuff that we already know to be true, but it's not true at all. So it's right. kind of a cool mm-hmm. twist. Uh, Selena uh, is able to evade the flamethrower and uh, get behind Bridget and knock her out. Uh, she grabs another flamethrower and then tries to use it on Bridget, but it doesn't work because Bridget is fireproof right. now. So she decides to uh, give herself up as Bridget's servant. All goddesses need a servant. Didn't you know that? Uh, it's a hand- yeah. Course, have we met? Yeah, I'm totally a goddess, so it's fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, doesn't Jerry have one? I actually do. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. Meanwhile, uh, Bruce goes to see the pigeons, and, and Selena's still not back. Ivy meets him there for some reason. We haven't seen Ivy in a while. Yeah, I know. She just kind of popped up here, and uh, yeah, he's you know he's definitely worried about Selena. Uh, Gordon is hanging around uh, GCPD waiting. For um, Bullock to have a press conference, um, I, I wrote this. I, I had this word for word. Okay, just real quick, because this is pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, regarding last night's nocturnal activities, the suspect calling himself Azrael led a one-man assault upon Wayne Banner, whereupon an altercation ensued in which said suspect was blown up by a person <laughs> or persons unknown. So he's dead. <laughs> any so any questions? He like sound right. <laughs> Seriously, it's so like straight from a report. I love He's that. He's like, yo, can you confirm that the man knows Azrael was in fact Galavan? Bullock is like, well, seeing as how the suspect is now meat dust, positive identification is difficult. Uh, how long are you acting captain? Until literally the second someone wants the job. Oh. <laughs> and finally, who killed Galavan? And Bullock says, which time? Exactly. Like <laughs> on the air. He was like being interviewed. <laughs> like, he has no chill at this point. I love Bullock so much in this scene. Oh, great. Yeah. He's like he's like us. He's like our voice in the show. He's like what we would actually freaking say. Gordon. That chair is so close to Gordon and yet he can't sit there. Yeah. Yet. Uh, Gordon and Gordon and Bullock argue about what they have to do about Arkham, what they should do about Arkham because you know things are going crazy out there. And a strange woman in a weird mask makes a phone call after seeing Bullock on TV. To say that, you know, Strange is losing control and we need to gather the court, she says. I got so excited. Yeah. Court, I, I, court I absolutely love that storyline. 
I love everything about the whole history of the court. And I loved how in the new 52, they tied even back to Jonah Hex with the whole thing. of I just, and the fact that we've had Jonah Hex and legends and everything else, I'm just like the possibilities of where they could go. I'm just excited. Uh, Hugo is kind of losing control. We see Hugo working on a guy by the name of Basil Callow, who comic book fans will recognize that name. And, uh, He's uh, talking to him, and uh, it turns out he can pull his own face. Almost like clay, one might say. Mm. Almost pulling his face like clay. Interesting. I'm sensing a hint there. Maybe. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get a nice uh, meeting of the Wayne Team team Bruce gang at uh, uh, Wayne Manor. Decide, they're trying to decide what to do. Gordon, Alfred, uh, uh, Lucius Fox, and Bruce. Bruce wants to go on in there. You know, hey, uh, we donated a lot of money there. They, you know, you should give us a tour. Blah blah blah. And uh, you know, they're like, no way. You're not going in there by yourself. So then Lucius Fox offers to go in with him. And uh, you know, Lucius Lucius in this case rhymes with useless because yeah. As we find out in this episode. <laughs> well, he told him, I can't fight. He's like I, I, he's like, I can't fight, but I'll defend Bruce as well as I can. Uh, and then Gordon says uh, that he uh, he will go as well. So it's going to be like a, uh, a three-pronged thing. Uh, Bruce and Lucius will enter the premises asking for a tour because of the Wayne Foundation. And Gordon will sneak in and find uh, Selena. Uh, we then cut over to uh, the resurrection of Fish Mooney. We had to talk about it sometime, guys. So here it is. She was, um, she she's like patient thirteen, I guess, his last patient. Uh, he 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 injects her with cuttlefish DNA, which are which are squids, by the way, cuttlefish. In case you didn't know, and she comes back to life, but her pupils are two different uh, colors, and she's wearing like. Uh, uh, a costume from the Michael Jackson "Remember the Time" video. Well, remember she oh, lost wow. the eye, and she lost the eye, and it got replaced. Remember? That's why. Oh, it's... right, right, right. So they were different colors before. Oh, okay, because I remember he changes Basil Callow's eyes earlier. That's why I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, she remembers exactly who she is, right down to her sass. <laughs> she does. She's like, oh. "Where am I? Who I'm are you? Are you? Are you? Talking, right? We're not on an <laughs> island, though. I am Earth. I get it. I'm gonna kick the shit out of this bitch. <laughs> it wasn't as bad though as it was last season. But it's my white suit. That, that Egyptian style costume or whatever she was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. She looked pretty good in it. I gotta say, she's working out. Uh, uh, yeah. But like I said, it reminded me of like that fake Egyptian stuff from Michael Jackson videos. It reminded me of uh, the Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's last dragon. Oh, yeah, that could be too. She was wearing that clothes too. Yeah. Hey. No Bruce Leroy though. No. Too bad. That I was saw just... that dude that played Bruce Leroy at Chicago yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, he still does the cons. Yeah, he still does. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're still that, but his face is hurt. But I mean, this happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Somebody was talking about how big Buster Rhymes got. I'm like, he's a rapper. You don't even have to be pretty at all. Like traditionally, you legit have to be ugly. To be a rapper, that was like on, two, they're on steroids, though. He's huge. Yeah, Buster Rhymes now. What? Yeah. So, 
That dude is huge. I know, it doesn't even look like Buster Rhymes anymore, almost. No. He doesn't, but look, when have rappers ever been required to be pretty? Ever. I never... I'm not bad, he's swollen. I'm like, damn. Oh, sure. Things happen, come on. No, he thinking? got muscles swollen, too. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it was, it was kind of like, remember, Joe Piscopo did a similar thing in the 90s. Yeah, he got prison like, swollen. Like, he didn't go to jail. Right. That was, wow. Um... Later on, Fish gets visited by an Indian Hill employee, and uh, she touches his hand. There's like a little spark, mm-hmm. and then she demands a grilled cheese sandwich, and she and gets. Then he comes back with a grilled cheese sandwich because he told her to. I mean, well, vaginas have magic, but I didn't. <laughs> Extended to the hand. <laughs> I mean, there are some out there that can get me to make them a sandwich too, but I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, I have my handmaiden do that still, so. <laughs> Usually, isn't it the other way around with the sandwich making? Just You see yeah. how he, he mansplains it off now? I do. I see how he flipped the script. And you I'm see not, that? I'm judging right now. You, you should. You should. So, uh, the uh, team Wayne, team Bruce gets together and do their thing. Um, Bruce and Lucius go in for their tour. Lucius goes off with Mrs. Peabody. He's supposedly you know, cleaning, checking the air for cleanliness and stuff, but he's actually looking for the entrance to their little secret lab with his Geiger counter. Uh, Bruce and Strange have an interesting talk uh, where you know Hugo basically says that his father killed himself because he followed his ideals, and then uh, Bruce you know says he has the same ideals, and then after their little uh, you know supervillain to hero talk. Uh, when Hugo's done, he's, he uh, whispers into a microphone or do a uh, walkie-talkie, take them. And Bruce and Lucius get thrown into a death trap run by Ed Enigma. And, but he has different plans for Jim Gordon. Always. He takes Jim Gordon, sits him in a chair, puts this giant uh, pressure cooker contraption on his head, fills it up with goo as it's on his head, and then takes it and puts it over on this other guy, the guy with the rubber face that we saw before. Uh-oh. And turns it on and turns on the pressure cooker. And uh, voila, his face is exactly the same as uh, Gordon's. As if it were made of clay, his face. What? <laughs> <laughs> as it were. Perhaps? But they have that nice uh, 360 shot of uh, the fake Gordon and the real Gordon. So anyway, Alfred comes and warns Bullock about the Selena Kyle escape gone wrong. And uh, Bullock brings a small GCPD army to find his friends, uh, find his friends at Arkham. But this is, uh, it's a, it seems like it might be a too little too late. Because the poison gas is pouring in and Bruce and Lucius have like five minutes. And Gordon is looking at his own evil twin. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And thus ends. Oh, here we go. Tune in next horribles. week. Same bad time. I'm going to say, I, yep. really, <laughs> oh, I have God. never, I have never, <laughs> ever, ever, <laughs> ever liked the evil twin trope. Ever. Me either. I just, it's just such a trope. I'm just like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. We've seen this. Yes. Okay. So I was not real pleased with that, but. Seeing Edward Nigma get like you know promoted to uh, henchman or whatever that was cool. Yeah. So what do you guys give this episode of the next to last episode of the Gotham's? I give it a B. Yeah, give it a B. Two barks. 
to, uh, <laughs> to Dark Side of Fox? I kind of want to go B+, because I thought, honestly, I thought going in that, that Fish Mooney was just going to kill it for me, and she didn't. So, that's a good thing. Yeah, it so wasn't we, so bad. It wasn't, and I was expecting worse, and I was like, oh, God, why would they do this to me? But she kind of came in, guns blazing, and I bought it for a change, so... I'm not going to take that away from girl. B plus. Okay, I'm going to give it a B because it seems like there are a lot of plates spinning in the air, and I'm wondering how they're going to. Res- I'm wondering how they're going to resolve everything. You know what I mean? I mean, as a setup, it's fine, but I'm just worried they're not going to stick the landing. Yes. You know what I mean? So. But, yeah, but you can't read an episode on what you think, right? Well, no, but I'm kind of looking at that. <laughs> I'm giving it a B. Well, I'm giving it a B for how it's at the table. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, next, the Flash. Oh! Season two, episode twenty-two. Crash. <laughs> uh, Invincible is the title, which is interesting because it's a totally different comic book. I know. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also uh, it's also Pat Benatar's song from the legend. Oh yeah. The from the song. That's right. We you have to put on pants to podcast with you people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even clicking over to see what he's doing. You I, should I was, I'm just was sitting here. I'm scared. I don't know what that means. He, he has a whole different meaning for periscoping. I don't know. I think it's called lock messing by the kids. What they call it? kids at risk? What they call it? They call it. it. They wear big floppy shoes and white makeup. It's called clowning. <laughs> Are your kids at risk? Yeah. <laughs> Eleven. Okay, The Flash, season two, episode twenty-two. Invincible. Um, Barry is pretty chipper considering there are hundreds of metahumans tearing up Central City. He got this. Yeah, I know, but there's hundreds of metahumans tearing up Central City. Jim, he got this. Right. Um, they do. He does, uh, however, show off at the beginning of the episode. They have. Uh, Giant group of metahumans going after cops, and all of a sudden, Flash is on it, all over it, and all the metahumans are gone. Um, but he can't be there to stop every tragedy, and he can't stop everybody one by one. Uh, Mercury Labs, where you know Dr. Tina McGee works, uh, comes under attack from the Laurel Lance of Earth Two. Jim, I need uh, them to close down. How many times are they going to attack this lab? Oh, my God. I know. Harrison Wells is there both as Eobard Thawne and as Harrison Wells. (laughs) I mean, you know what? Just close. Just close it down. The last time we were at Mercury Labs was Trajectory, remember? Yeah. Yeah. My crap. It's it's so many times. You should have security now. You would think that they would have security. You think Star Labs is badly thought of? No, it's just in, you know, comparison to to Mercury. It's like, well, at least we're not Mercury Labs. (sighs) Anyway, uh, Mercury Labs, it's funny because they start out, it almost looks like a big pharma commercial. It's like, this is exactly the kind of co getting ideas we need. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. She's signing a lot of clipboards and stuff, you know. Looking very, very technical and official. It's a lot of tubes and shit. They can't have insurance because no one would insure. No, who would insure them? No one. Uh, so nobody. It's like an earthquake and their building collapses. And the flash is there, but by the time he's gotten there, the building has already collapsed. And we get a really cool, like, stop motion, slow motion sequence of him, like, kind of jumping between the different pieces of debris and grabbing Dr. McGee 
and other people. That was a pretty cool sequence. That's right, because he um, got this. Because he's got he's he's one with the speed force now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been in the Matrix. And then he picks up Doctor McGee, and she already knows he's the Flash. Because you keep showing up at my place when it get knocked down all the time. It's pretty funny. You know, she's like, "I'm not stupid, Mister <laughs> <laughs> Scientist. Hello, scientist. For science. It's for science. So. Science. So they take McGee back to the lab, and evidently there's a black box for the building. It includes the security footage. Yeah, that's a uh, thing. Interesting. I've never, is that really a thing? I guess. I guess it's so. not. Uh, very, it's very never been a thing. Yeah. Really not Why don't you just build the whole building like they well, built the you black would, box? You would, you would set up some sort of data dump into... You know, raw data of everything that's going on, so there would be backup to that. And, but... uh, Barry's dad meets Tina McGee, which was cool for fans of the original Flash series. Oh yeah, it was so oh, cool. cool! And they shook hands, it's like Dr. Tina McGee, oh. and they and gave they that look. Hands. They had that look. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. They had that look. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um. So the uh, everybody's kind of worried about Barry's optimism, <laughs> which is weird considering how down everything has been lately i know he's just too heavy i don't like it cut it out um even though barry or henry tries to warn him about about being careful uh barry confronts zoom in his office of course barry's ready to kick his ass but zoom is more interested to you know verbal like you know he's more interested in giving him his uh, villain soliloquy and telling him we're not so different you and i he wants Barry to realize they're not so different, you and I. I was you seriously made. shaking my head and was like, like my eyebrows are so far as my head, I probably would have looked like I was having a seizure at that Did point. Did he say something like, you complete me? Something like that, yeah. Close enough, because it was like every villain rant ever. Yeah. The best part is that <laughs> the buildings are collapsing outside. It looks like the end of Fight Club, because uh, Black, Black Siren's out there destroying these buildings, and he's like, go off to be the hero, Barry. I'll be right here winning. I'm like, oh, now he's now he's quoting Charlie Sheen. And what the I know, right? Tag him. Have him on Earth too. <laughs> yeah, tag him. <laughs> so, um, so you know, Barry dashes off to save the people he can from the collapsing buildings, but uh, he really can't do. You know, he can only do so much because he's only the one dude. Right. Um, and he meets Earth Two, Laura Lance. And I gotta say, I like this costume a lot better than her other costume. I thought she looked really good in it. She looked amazing. Her makeover, her makeup was actually pristine. She had a really. She good looked good. great, but I still was like cringing. And her hair. Don't. I was no her makeover. That, no, that's the whole. Itch. Will you listen to me and stop mansplaining? Thank you. Did you? Ooh. <laughs> Did you sense the head snap right there? Wow. <laughs> I sense the loosening of one shoe as well. Uh, <laughs> they used to be the the heartbringer. There was going to be a, a fight with a female involved. Yeah, oh yeah. When you the shoes off, are yeah, good when you about to come off. off. You have the girlfriend hold your earrings and your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to this. <laughs> yeah. um, Cisco. Hey, I'm and, just protecting my throat. Cisco and Harry go to work on a way to try to disrupt all the Earth Two residents at once, all the Earth Two metas at once, by desyncing uh, their. You know, vibrations, you know, they're on a different vibration uh, level than Earth-1 people. So if they can, you know, uh, broadcast this frequency and have the flash, like, create a field to bounce it back, 
anyone from Earth 2 will be affected by it and knocked out. And knocked out. They also make some cool uh, noise-canceling Beats headphones for Wells and his daughter so they don't aren't affected by it. Yeah, Dre was there. Yeah, yeah. Cisco yeah. makes the joke, too. He's like, Beats by, Beats by Wells. Yes! I was like, oh, <laughs> Um, also, we have a side we have a side story of Caitlin, kind of uh, shooken up from like having some PTSD, uh, Jennifer or Jessica Jones style almost nice. from Zoom, like kind of seeing Zoom in the corner of her eye or, you know, what I mean, and she can't tell whether he's really there or not. Um, we also have a thing with Wally where he wants to help out uh, the cops. He even confronts a meta, and then the cops back him up and, and uh, are able to take him out. But Joe is really concerned and sends the Flash over to talk to Wally. He talks to Wally um, as the Flash, Barry does, and tries to talk him out of, you know, being trying to involve himself. But Wally's like, you know, hey, I want to help people. You know, he's he's got the same motivations that Joe himself has. You know, he's kind of his father's son in that way. Aww. Feels. Cuteness. Like so Barry confronts uh, Black Siren. He's kind of shocked to see Laurel Lance walking around. Um, she makes really quick work of him, considering uh, either she's way more powerful than she was on Earth One, or something. But like uh, Barry gets his butt kicked, and the only way he gets out of there is Wally speeding or hitting her with a car. <laughs> Doing the I think Felicity. She's yeah. He learned that. He learned that from Felicity, hitting the hitting the villain with the car and saying, "Get in." So um, he gets the flash away, and then Barry like darts away from the car, and uh, goes back to the the lab uh, to figure out you know what what to do next. Um, Joe's kind of mad at Barry for kind of like uh, you know taking everything lightly, and uh, Iris talks to Barry alone about this self-assuredness, and you know everybody. I mean Henry had, talks to him about it. Everybody is really worried about his optimism. Oh, um, Yes, I guess. that's what he keeps saying, too. I got this. No problem. I got this. Don't worry uh, about it. And then he's kind of resentful that people are trying to talk him out of his positive attitude, you know. Yeah. Seriously, uh, I would be, too. So the um, so the, they're setting up the uh, broadcast they're about to do, and they uh, but they at the same time they get a, a notice that Black Siren is about to attack another building. But Flash can't do that and set up this wave that is going to knock everyone out. So... They come up with a plan. It's not a very good plan, but it is a plan, and that is to dress up Cisco and Caitlin as Killer Frost and Reverb, <laughs> and pose as the dead villains to keep uh, keep Laurel uh, on. You know, yeah, I don't. Kind I of don't fizzy. think it was a terrible plan. <laughs> well, it, yeah, wasn't, wait, well, wait. it wasn't a good plan. I said it was a plan. Yeah, I didn't say it was good or bad. I, didn't, I said it was a plan. It wasn't the greatest plan. All right. We never had the greatest plans on the show. That's true. But, um, you know, Cisco and Caitlin kind of bluff for a little while, but then uh, uh, Laurel's like, one more thing, and throws a cup to Cisco, and Cisco catches it with his right hand. Reverb was left-handed. Dun-dun-dun. So they run. And as Laurel is going in for the kill, immediately the wave starts and knocks her down. Uh, as it does all the other metas from Earth 2. They go into shock. Um, Jesse's beats by Harry phone, uh, headphones fail, so Harry gives her his. Because he loves his child. He takes care of his children. And then Joe, Joe shuts the machine off to stop Harry from dying. 
Um, but the metas are down, including Siren, and Zoom is gone. That was pretty cool how he got them inspired to do it. Yeah. You know, he said, we could work something out. Like, we, you, you, we could work together. We can figure this out. It's, uh, yeah, it's almost like his enthusiasm is infectious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Flash and Supergirl, that's what they're, that's completely their vibe. It is. You want to be joyful for them. If you can't appreciate those shows, I know you said there was exceptions, but I, I fully think that you might be a miserable person in general. The um, th- things seem to be back to normal in, in in a lot of ways in Central City. We see Barry back at work with a hundred metahuman cases to go through. <laughs> um, the you know captain is has his arm in a sling, and um, but everything seems getting close to back to normal. And then we get this really like CW music moment. They're all having dinner together, uh, and as soon as this happened, I just like man, something's gonna go. You know, you're like, oh wait for something's it. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna, something's gonna happen here. <laughs> Yeah, like for sure. Here's what You're like, wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I know, and here's yeah. what made me think. I, I had the little like info panel going on from Hulu, and it oh said there God. was like four minutes left to the oh. episode. So yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, for sure. So uh, they're all having a nice dinner together, and Tina McGee and, and Henry are, and Alan are kind of flirting. And Jesse and Wally seem a little smitten with one another. And everything is mm-hmm. nice and calm and happy in Flashland. And then Cisco vibes. And then... Here we go. Cisco vibes, and he's been having these visions of dead birds. And then birds careening into a building and falling into his feet. His last vibe gives him the time to actually turn around. And he finds Earth 2 being split apart. Like a giant crisis, maybe, or cataclysm on eyes. Cisco's freaking out about seeing the future, uh, but more immediate danger is happening. Zoom appears. He grabs Henry, Alan, in a headlock, and uh, Barry chases him to his childhood home. And Barry. Damn it. And he finds Zoom holding on to his father, promising Barry will make him just. Uh. I'm not gonna cry again. It was so traumatic. I felt like maybe like my childhood, like it wasn't my childhood, was possibly ruined. The worst part was Henry is like, "We love you so much. We're so proud of you." Like, when he did that thing, us, you know, when he, when he said, "Look at me," he said, "Look at me." He said, "It's all right." Yeah, he said, he said "It's all right. You you never made us prouder. It's all right." And it's just ah. And Man. Zoom yeah. shoves his vibrating death hand right through Henry. Mother! Mm. I hate yeah. when that happens. Don't you? Because it's like, right? he, like he's begging <laughs> him with the tears in his eyes. He's like, don't do it. Just don't do it. And you know he's going to do it because he's evil. He's going to do it. Oh, you know he's going to. And, the, and it's, it's like. It's... You know feels have just been all out of control. That, yeah. that one where we had to watch the. We had to watch Zoom's like childhood moment and stuff when he was all abused it and saw his father. It was just awful. I'm like, why are you giving me these childhood memories that aren't mine? Christ. And he's taking this—he's taking this whole uh, "we're not so different, you and I" thing like way, way too far. He wants him to snap. He wants him to turn evil and snap. And you know they're gonna have the whole thing. You know they're gonna have it where he's gonna have the chance to kill Zoom, and he's gonna be like, "Do it, do it, do it," and he's. You know, that fight, will he do it or not? That, that'll that be the fight. 
but yeah, yeah, he, uh, he said, but yeah, the, with Henry, he's like, you know, we're so proud of you. We love you. Just look at yeah. my eyes. So, yeah, that almost made it worse for me. It did. I'm just like, damn, Henry. <laughs> like, damn it. Like, he knew you're going to, I know you're going to blame yourself for this, but don't. Right. Like, yeah, but don't I mean, do it. But him admonishing him like that would just like, it made it all a little worse. That just yeah, made me more mad. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to F you. I was like, I like if Barry you. doesn't snap this MFR's neck next episode, Mother I'm going to reach into the TV and do it myself. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you know what? You need a punisher in this world. Like, I, you don't want to. Wow. I'll do it. I need a 3D TV so I can strangle him for you. Yeah, I'll kill him. Um, I give this episode an A. This was a great lead into the finale. Yeah. The, the I mean, just really, all the subplots worked well together. Anything, anything got in the way of anything else. Uh, I thought it made sense. Everything worked, and the everything I, I really liked it. So a, the only thing that kept it from an A plus was like the little bluffing thing with the left hand, right handed thing. But we got uh, we got vibe vibing on. His, yep. He, he yeah. still can't figure the shit out. But right, but he's, vibing, but he's vibing on his own now. <laughs> but yeah, I I go with an A minus, and I give the minus because of I, they killed him. <laughs> I know we're gonna see John Wesley ship again because he's the man in the Iron Mask, but we hope he is. You, you wouldn't believe he told Sheldon. But his name is Jake Eric. Right. <laughs> yep. A for sure. Yeah. And this will be like the second time now we've had like two different versions of a character played by two, uh, the same actor. I mean, we had Tom Cavanaugh play the Eobard Thon Wells, right? As well as the Earth Two Wells, and then we're gonna have. If this is what we, you know, if the theory does prove out, then, you know, we'll have John Wesley's ship as Henry Allen and also his Jake Eric. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm not your dad, but if he were here, I think he would say. I think we'll be seeing that down the road. But I give this an A. I, I really thought this was a great setup. And it, the, the real test for me is, like, do I really, really want to watch the next episode immediately after this one? And yes, I absolutely did. Yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it's ended. Okay, let's talk about Trouble in Suburbia, Arrow. <laughs> Did you guys, everybody gave their uh, their letter grade? I didn't miss anybody? Okay. Yeah, it's A for that. Everybody, you, you. A. A. Uh, this one's called Lost in the Flood. Uh-huh. We have two main storylines going in this episode, okay? We have Arrow and Diggle <laughs> down underground in suburbia. With that goddamn helmet on. I know, and, and somebody mentioned in the DCTV podcast group that it works. It looks even worse in daylight, and I think they're right. It Unless does. you got a mother effing cape on and you floating in the air, it looked like a goddamn mess. <laughs> Make it, no sense. It just doesn't look good at all. And now no. it has like now I, I think I noticed like a little chin strap now. Like the helmet covers like two thirds of his face. Yeah. Kind of like it's, MF, it's, like, like the rapper MF Doom. I don't know if you ever seen MF oh, Doom. Yes, oh, yes, but yes, that's yes, like what it looks yes, like. It's a danger then, mouse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But there's like a little chin strap now underneath it to like hold it in. And I was like, oh, they changed the mask. Still gay. <laughs> Still looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I meant like G H E Y, like not homosexual. Just oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, this thing. Yeah, it looks silly. It does. So Oliver and Diggle are in what are they? It's, it, I can't remember what it's called. It's some biblical name, but uh, Tevanoa. Genesis. 
Genesis. They, well, no, they called no, no, no. The project was called Genesis, but the actual Dome City is yeah. called something like Teva Nova or something. I can't remember what they called it. Oh, I'll figure it out as it goes on. Anyway, so they're down in the they, uh, team. Um, Diggle and the Arrow find their way to the Dome City. They're trying to find Thea. They find Thea, but she's all doped up. So Oliver gets to shoot to fight her twice, um, because she's taking the little yellow pills. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that um, that particular plot goes on, and uh, they end up hiding in, in a house away from the Hive uh, guys and from Merlin, uh, who is uh, hot on their trail. And they meet a family that's staying there in that suburban place that aren't taking the pills. They're just scared after after the Star City had been destroyed and messed up so many times. And they've been left in the rubble and they believed in Damien Dark. Um, which was their mistake, I guess. I don't know. But uh, then they get found there by more Hive guys and by Thea. Uh, and Thea's still doped up. And finally, Oliver is able to talk Thea out of her, her stupor. And then she comes in and threatens to kill her father yet again. If you ever drug me again, I will kill you. And, you know, pulls the arrow on him. Um, as the four of them are, as, you know, Merlin and Thea and Arrow and Diggle are standing around, uh, Lonnie Matchin comes on the TV that's in the house. And he is taking over the power plant that runs their little dome city under the dome. And uh, he's also taking some hostages. Ruve Dark. And Damien Dark's daughter, whose name I cannot remember, I'm sorry. Um, but he says if uh, if Damien doesn't show up in 20 minutes, he's going to start killing people. And he doesn't care who, whether it's the little girl or, his, or, or, or her mother, you know. Right. So Arrow, of course, you know, so he puts, he puts Merlin on evacuation. He's like, get everybody out of here. Um, Merlin's like, who are you to give orders? He's like, you know, STFU, just do it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And Diggle and Thea and Arrow go down into this power plant. And uh, they meet Machin and they put an arrow into him. But then he's like, you better watch what you're doing. This stuff runs on dwarf star matter. Did you hear that line in this? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, It's very unstable. Because he winked at us when he said it. Right. It's kind of unstable. So... uh, you know, not even listening to this, they fire anyway, and sure enough, everything is exploding, and uh, Matchin is able to fight off Diggle, Arrow, and Thea all by himself. When did he get this? I'm still asking the same question. When, did they explain how he could fight so well? Nope. Okay. That's I'm just, I know of. I know. Too much. I guess they ain't got time, because they got so much time they got to spend on that helmet and, and stories for the helmet. <laughs> that they don't have time to explain how somebody... <clears throat> Who is a nerd and wow. can just all of a sudden fight and beat three of them, and one of them's been trained in all forms of martial arts and stuff. But you know, why would you worry about that? That's not a right. thing to explain. Go. Just let it go. Yeah, he um, uh, Anarchy pulls the uh, arrow out of his shoulder and kills Ruve Dark with it. Didn't miss her. I miss having to say the word name Ruve. That'll be it. Yeah. Um, as everything's going to hell, uh, Matchin makes his way out. Um, Rubble falls onto Ruve. Oliver springs to, into action to save Damien's daughter. Got to save the evil daughter. That's right. And um, while Digger takes Diggle takes the little girl away, Oliver checks out Ruve, and she's dying. And he makes she makes Oliver promise to keep his her daughter safe. Oh shit! And he agrees. 
These deathbed promises get you in trouble, dude. I'm not deathbed and promising <laughs> somebody. Every time. Every time. Her, her husband is the one that killed your your homie. Like uh-huh. I'm not I'm not making promises. She going into child care. I ain't got nothing to do with that. She going under foster care or something. They escape above ground, along with Dark's daughter, and the entire dome like blows up and collapses. End of the dome. And there's a giant hole where the dome was. Um, meanwhile, the other storyline is Felicity and Noah, her dad, and Mama Smoke, and Curtis. And you have the Hackers 3. You know how they have the Warriors 3? Right. These are the Hackers 3. So uh, the entire subplot of them on the show is them furiously typing while they quip to each other. Kind of like X-Files, don't they have the three, what you call it, sir? What the are three, they called? The three Hacketeers? No, oh. the... The guy, the the band of hackers on the X Files. You know oh right, the, uh, the lone gunman. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like those three white guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's an old white dude and a young white chicken black guy. <laughs> yeah. And Mama Smoke lets out the bombshell that her their uh, Felicity's dad didn't leave them. She hypocrite left alert. Him. Hypocrite I know, alert. which is like not only hypocrite alert, but like so. <laughs> like like you the... gave shit to like I, I you gave shit to um, Noah, not even Noah to the other guy. You gave shit to your to our boyfriend. Um, oh, uh, uh, Captain. Uh, yeah, Captain uh, Lance. When when he didn't tell her about the working with Arrow and stuff, went on her little whole thing and broke up with him and all that, and you just a lying thing yourself. Yeah. But she just gave him all that static for signing that affidavit saying that he didn't know Laurel was Black Canary or whatever. Uh-huh. Hypocrite says what? So anyway, they hack, 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 and uh, they're able to stop Rubicon. Um, they make a couple of uh, references to Dr. Strange Love and War Games. Mm-hmm. And they stop Rubicon, and then Mama Smoke says to Noah, the best thing you can do is GTFO. Like, why and, is she so... like? Why is she so, like, are you jealous that she might get along with her father? I mean, what? Yeah, I don't know. They they have this big argument, and, and he doesn't say a word. Like, she's all like, you know, that's the best thing you can do for her. You know, I know you haven't changed, blah, 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 all this stuff. And as soon as Mama Smoke comes back into the room, you know, she says, well, he'll be gone for a while. In walks Damien Dark. Mm-hmm. And is about to threaten the Smokes and Curtis, and that right. sends the episode of Arrow. I left out on on purpose the flashbacks because they were dumb. Because they didn't effing matter. And Not I left a... out the subplot about Felicity's ex boyfriend because it was also dumb. Because it didn't effing matter. Because it didn't effing matter exactly. So I left out both of those on purpose. So Arrow, lost in the floods. But I miss Laurel because remember that time Laurel saved the city. Sure, and that time, the, that she, time her, her sidekick T Dog, you just wanted to drive yeah. that bus. <laughs> when I think of Laurel, I, I think of justice. I think of all she stood for when she was yeah. alive. I think of greatness. I think of justice. She was a beautiful dart player. Mm-hmm. She could sing like nobody's business. I'm done with you. And she had, oh my God, when she got on the grill, could she cook? She had mad, mad, like mad freestyle skills. Oh, my God. She was the best rapper in our okay, site. First of all, her freestyle freestyle skills were crazy overrated. 
Okay. You know, that's just jealous because she beat you in that rap battle. That's right. No, no, no. It's a rap so battle. We're going toe to toe, blow for blow. She Man. was totally going off material she already had. Her 16 bars were 16 rehearsed, okay? Come on, son. I called out. She kept Starlin City on the map. <laughs> no. You know what? You know what? She if wasn't I, if I had one thing to ask her, I'd be like, does your back hurt? From carrying an arrow all those years? Come on, Black Panther. Oh. We know it was you. That just happened. We know it was you. Okay, I remember can that part of lemonade it's being with... left in Facebook right now. Remember that oh. part of Lemonade when she Girl sung? Hate. Girl remember hate. that? Remember that? She Becky with the good hair. That was about <laughs> So that's who that was. Yeah, that was her. You didn't Boy, know. It was some Rachel Ray after all. No. Laurel Lance. Laurel Lance. Yeah, they're doing that thing they did on The Walking Dead where after Laurel is gone, they're making her out to be a lot bigger of a hero than she actually was. So. Shut your mouth, sir. She was the best there was. Of <laughs> we get it, Daryl. Get it. We get it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I got so into character, I couldn't let it yeah, go. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's easy to do. Disturbing. I took the pill and it just kept going. Just, Stop I, taking the pills. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, Arrow. I can't do this without my sister. It was a show. Oh, that's Legends. Okay. No, we're not there yet. We're next, that's next. But, uh, you know, what do you give Arrow? It was a show. It was on this week. I said it happened. It was competent because it got to the end. I give it a C plus. D. I give it, I give it a Laurel Lance. It needs to die. Give it a Laurel Lance. <laughs> Let that chick die. No, Let, it die. Let it she die. Let it die. Put, you don't. know what? Take all the bad in, in Arrow and put it in that hole. Take that helmet, put it in the hole. Take them storylines with people blowing up the city in the hole. All that. They, you know what? At the least hole. they killed off Thea's annoying uh, boyfriend. He'll come. Oh, yeah, that douche. Alex. Yeah, lady for him. Yeah. You mean lady. the guy that we all knew was going to want to get killed or turned? You just really know. like to wear red shirts, that's all. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. I give it a C. It's thoroughly average. That high? You passing well, this? Well, I'm, I'm passing it, and I'll tell you why. I like the guy that got for the calculator. I like Felicity's dad. He's really yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree. I like, goofy. I like him. I'm glad Curtis is coming back to be a full uh, member on the next season, because he's Curtis one of my favorite characters good. on the show. He's awesome. All right, all right. And um, the, I don't know. It's just I'm glad they buried I, I was giving a C for, for that dome falling into the hole, and us never seeing it again, because that was one of the dumbest... Plus, I don't know. Plus, they stand there, and the whole, the crater, the dome leaves, looks like half the city is gone. It does. It's nothing left. You know, it looks like, I mean, and it's just like, what? No one noticed, huh? And then you find out that the people didn't even take the goddamn pills. They just decided they were going to go do this. Right. They just want to go live in the dome in the ground. Like, sure. really? Sure. And no one got word out? Like, you ask, that's another thing that didn't make any goddamn sense. Let me tell you something. Now. You it's had hot. a town full of probably hundreds of people that were there, right? They got word of what this thing was gonna, what was gonna happen. That mean they knew about this thing for a while. Mm-hmm. None of them, none of them, slipped up, and no one like said something to somebody that they would get information that this thing was happening. I don't believe because I you wait. don't cross Damien Dark. They know I cannot them up. I cannot believe that none of them, I mean, especially when they, you have kids. These are families, so you have kids. 
Like, none of them had cousins, uncles, neighbors, friends that are like, what are you doing? Like, what? what well, you- I'm living in a dome underground. It's pretty cool. Like, you should come by and check it out. Information comes out. Even information the government tries to hide comes out. I mean, because people talk. Like, when, when it's that many people... There's just no way that that could have been a secret that Oliver wouldn't have got word of to. Like, somewhere on the net. Somewhere. Like, it just didn't make any goddamn sense. And, like, that's... It just, that bothers me. When they don't think things through, it bothers me. Let's go to the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow. Season 1, episode 16. Again, I think we mentioned it earlier. I think this would have benefited from a shorter season. Uh, most okay. definitely. And they could have made the uh, more, more interesting stops the along the time. <laughs> yeah, the last three episodes have been pretty good, though. Yeah, that was the two episodes. <laughs> and, like, the, yeah. the, the, the four before that were not. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm about tired of seeing Kendrick get beat up. Because it's happened so many times early on. It's like, yeah. It's, it's getting kind of. I, I get tired of Kendra holding back, like, having a chance to kill Savage and. Not taking it for one reason. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'll lose Carter forever. Yeah, and then Laura Uh, Lance will tell me. Until the next time he dies, 20 years from now. Big deal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, The hour begins. Rip is deciding to go forth and kill Savage himself. Why not? He uses a hologram to drop off the Legends in Star City 2016, about five months after they split. Mm -hmm. And everybody tries to go back to normal life, but it's not exactly... Because I can't. Working out for them. Uh, Ray, and Mick, Ray and Mick vowed to do right by Leonard and finish the mission. All of this travelings and time and stuff. Is, you kids, it's your crazy time travels. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy talk. <laughs> Back in my day, we had to stay in our own time. <laughs> Couldn't have no travels of the time. <laughs> my daddy didn't even let me have a watch because he didn't want me to do time. <laughs> and we had to walk uphill all the way. <laughs> all the way. All the way. Backwards. Eyes closed. <laughs> In the snow. In the snow. Barefoot. Two hours. Kids got it made. No quiver. So Sarah aboard <laughs> the Wave Rider attacks or, or like draws a knife and threatens Rep. And made, you know, saying, you, know, you knew that if I left, Laurel would die. This was time. my favorite scene you of knew. the whole show. And that's why they returned when they did. And she comes super close to forcing him to taking them into the year past uh, to save Laurel. But Rip knocks her out. And Jax is like, what the hell, Rip? I'm saying. He said, yeah, no. Yeah. Why are you always going to usher him? <laughs> Bad. i too young to know who Usher is. I know. I got people looking up Usher. usher. Yeah. Oh, who's usher? What? He's the guy who leads you to your seat in the theater? What? Why are all these people... Oh, that was ridiculous. None of them. <laughs> what is going on? Who is Usher? Usher. Uh, they go to France during World War II. Why not? Because there was a note in a helmet or something. Yeah. Uh, they track down Savage and the Nazis. <laughs> they find them all. Right. And... Um, Savage manages to have uh, vials of Carter and Kendra's blood. I guess it unlocks uh, Thanagarian technology. But if you could just write a note to yourself, couldn't they have done that when they messed up in the past? Yep, they could have. I'm just saying. They I, didn't. He would have um, But this technology will allow him to erase time itself. 
and everything will reset to 1700 BC. Imagine it just be a whole bunch of notes and shit just just dropping. All be over. like memento. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh yeah, Kendra, don't date Ray. It's stupid. Oh, Hawkman is gonna get killed again. Like you could just do notes of everything. Just... Don't don't worry, I sure will come in and save the day. Yes, and Kendra, when you have a chance to kill Savage, just do it. Just do it. Do it. And then when Ursher says, come and get me, you just do that. You just do that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but you gotta, yeah, gotta get down first. Right. <laughs> uh, the Legends regroup without Kendra. She tries to escape, but doesn't make it. Nope. Um, he tells, um, Carter tells the rest what he overheard. The Savage is going to use the technology found in Meteors carry out his plan oh. um jacks notices that the rock is the same as what he saw in 1958 and that the uh, they figure out savage has to use the hawk couple's blood to unlock the powerful technology um but how can the team stop him they have no idea where he went um luckily firestorm just discovered a new move called transmutation <laughs> cool oh shoot uh, which allows them to transform something into something else that's right um, so the, uh, the only times that Thanagar and Earth have been aligned in recent history, I didn't understand this because they're in two different solar systems, right? Um, 1958, 1975, and 2021. Um, so they find the final mission becomes clear. They have to, uh, find Savage, kill him across all three timelines. Right. Something they haven't been able to do for the whole show and even once. Whole god dang season. Uh, yeah. And so now they have to do something they haven't been able to do all season three times. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. then neutralize the meteor. Easy right. peasy. Right? No problem. We got this. No problem. Um actually it goes fairly smoothly for them. Um Jackson Stein and Sarah kill Savage and transmutate the meteor into water in uh, 1975. Uh, Rip and Carter save Kendra in 2021. Uh, Mick and Ray burn Savage alive before shrinking the medium into a non-destructive meteor into a non-destructive atom in 1958. What? Um, by the time Gideon brings the other groups to 2021, it's too late to stop the meteor's technology from going nuclear, even though Kendra delivers the blow that kills Savage once and for all. So oh. the only thing they can do is to take the meteor and fly it into the heart of the sun. Of course. As Pink Floyd fans will. Ah, where was Bane at, though, when they did that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Where was Bane? I was yeah, born in the dark. Where? I was no. born in the dark. That's you only as a guest here. Uh, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's been watching Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking he was going to take the meteor into the sun or whatever. Uh, Rip says goodbye to the team, and uh, they realize he's gone to do a suicide mission. But as Rip approaches the sun, Wave Rider starts to fall apart. And as he's about to enter, he sees his wife and son. And they hug, and the ship kind of caves in around him. Who didn't think that was going to happen? Because I saw that. Um, me. But yeah. then that turns out to be a hallucination. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as Rip wakes up to get in, telling him that she's not ready to die. I don't want to die, stupid. How about they eject the meteor instead so it flies straight into the sun? Oh, did, you know use, what? Use their final time jump to get the hell out of there. Yeah, that's that was a good plan. That sounds like a better plan yep. than just kill yourself for no reason. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. 
pretty much. I might just kill myself for no reason. No, that's okay. Why don't we do not do that? No, why don't we not? So uh, Rip gathers the team together, makes them a new offer. He's like, without the Time Masters, somebody has to protect the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he gives them a time to think it over. And we get uh, similar things to what we had going on before. You know, Sarah visits Laurel's grave. Um, Stein and his wife play history trivia again. and then But this time she invites in Jax. And that Jax and her had been talking behind his back. Um, right. Mick um, goes, like, to back in time to a slightly younger snark. Mm-hmm. And tells him, uh, you may not think you're a hero, but you're a hero to me. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about, man? I know. He's like, why are you being all emo, dude? I don't even fucking play your game. He's the best guy I ever knew. (laughs) It was kind of cool. He got to close the loop, though. He got to take that chance that none of us ever do. Like, you never know if you're going to lose anybody. And and you know what? I appropriately had feels at that moment, and it surprised me. Because I don't usually have feels. No, I agree. I'll see you in prison break in a couple of weeks. And that's what made it more, more poignant, is that you know these actors' histories. You know they've had, you know, they've been growing it out for decades. <laughs> I mean, it made more sense. The uh, group reunites in Star City. They've all come to their decision. The Hawk yeah. couple are like out of there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we took out Savage. We're done. Bad yeah, actor right? says what? What? <laughs> yeah. Bad actor says what? Not alone. You know, uh-huh. I, I like the idea of Hawkman and, and Hawk Girl. I, they but, just I don't feel that they executed it all that well, and they yeah. overdid the Kendra drama. But no, Hawk Girl I really, was fine. I, I really was like, fine. I really I said, liked them. I, I said, Hawk I'm Man. thinking, yeah, I said bad actor. I didn't say bad actors. Yeah. So I'm talking about Hawkman. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Daryl. Well, yeah. I, I had major <laughs> problems with the guy who played Carter Hall. I she was a lot better. She was a lot more interesting before Hawkman got in the picture. Oh, I agree. And he was supposed to be so charismatic and everything, and just didn't have any chemistry no. with her at all. I didn't think so. He's just like I got abs, and you supposed to love me, right? So everybody who's left, I mean, Mick, Sarah, Jack, Stein, and Ray, uh, they're ready to get on the Wave Rider and go on right. the next time travel adventure. But wait, oh. Don't get on that ship. And notice there's another wave rider approaching them and kind of like almost crash landing, it seemed. Right? Marty! It's all kind of beaten up. And a guy comes out of the ship, the wave rider, and says, Don't get on it. If you do, (laughs) and he says, Oh, really? And Mick says, Who told him to pass on this message? And this guy says, Well, you did, Mick. Your asshole kids. My name is uh, my, name, my name is Rex Tyler. <laughs> my name is Rex Tyler, and I'm a member of the Justice Society of America. I was like, that's the dude from Suits. I like that show. I uh, but that's how they ended the show. I didn't think he'd be Rex Tyler. I thought he'd be. I swore he'd be Booster Gold. I know we all thought that too because we heard like so and so was cast for a cameo at the end of Legends of, Legends of Tomorrow. You know, for to set up for next season. And I was but like, you, oh, it's got to be Booster Gold because it's Rip Ty- Rip Hunter. Yeah. You know? But you know what? We should have realized when they said that they're definitely going to be a Booster Gold movie that they were like, nope. They're not going to. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah they'll shy away from it. It's, it's such a dumb reason. I know. I, I, I'm with you on that. There's no reason why they can't just have him on there anyway. They but I think the interesting... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say now with um, uh, Jeff Johns, since you know, we're going to segue into news now after we give our Legends uh, uh, thing, and with Jeff Johns kind of taking over the, the DC Cinematic Universe, I think mm-hmm. we get more of a chance of doing the Booster Gold character justice, I think. I think Probably. Jeff Johns has a really firm grasp on that character. You know? Yeah, that's one of his favorites. Yeah. What do you guys give Legends of, uh, of Tomorrow? I give it a, a B plus. I and and I'm looking forward to next season. I give the last five minutes an A. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, how do you rate this whole show? You don't because that last five minutes killed it. Uh, yeah, you got to give it an A. A I, for the last five minutes. But the like before that, I give it a C minus again. But but that last five minutes really pulled it out. That's what you gives can't the A. Just count that. Yes, yeah, last five minutes gives an A. Yeah. I give it a, a, a B minus for the whole episode and the A for the last five minutes as well because last five minutes were great and I yeah same thing with last episode we're like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah, can't wait to see the JSA though man um, this week are, are what they call upfronts mm-hmm. uh, what they do is they show advertisers and uh, big um, uh, station owners and people like that what they have coming up for their shows. And so we're going to be seeing some preview reels pretty soon here for all the CW shows. But uh, we got to see some interviews this week, and there are links in the DCTV podcast Facebook group to those. Uh, you know, Melissa Benoit's talking about you know moving to CW. Uh, there's some cute pictures of Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoit together. We also got the, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we got teased that there will be a crossover of all four shows, yeah. and that it will be on Monday nights. Um, and once the um, once the, these first looks are, are done, uh, they usually they generally release those to the public on the internet. So we'll be able to get these um, these uh, looks or whatever, uh, get a, a look at what they have in store for the next season for sure. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, we also got a new. We also have a great picture of Katie Lawson and Melissa Benoist together from the Upfronts. On CW Upfronts, that was pretty sweet. There's oh this great picture also on the DC TV podcast uh, Facebook group of. The, almost the entire cast of Legends of Tomorrow with Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell all trapped in an elevator together. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was so uh, cute. The actress who plays Vixen, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. It was sorry. cool. But, yeah, I can imagine they, I can imagine being in the elevator with all of them just totally freaking out. Uh, That'd be great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the general the general reaction, I think, has been pretty favorable to the Supergirl move. Mm-hmm. Um, we are only, what, a week away from the premiere of Preacher, guys. Yeah, man. I am so stoked. We've got a lot of... I've been of... rereading the whole series this week. Wait, isn't it Impressive. this week? Isn't it tomorrow? Oh, it yeah. is. Well, it yeah, is. As, as, we write the, as we record the Seattle. You know, if you would have this show come out on time... I know, I have to go back... Well, see, I have to go back in time... Yeah. ...to make the show on time. That's so, right. because I, I have to go back in time, that would be next week for me. So. Yeah, write a note to yourself. Right. Intend it. Yeah, to the future, from the future, to me. Can you text message yourself in the future, in the past? I haven't tried that. If you send a text message from the past to the future. I wonder if you could order a pizza for yourself in the future. Man, I would so do it. If pizza can be delivered by Pony Express, you absolutely can. Hmm. I would so do it. Pony pizza. Uh, As Daryl mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Vixen made a surprise appearance at the Upfronts. Mm -hmm. CW Upfronts. Mm -hmm. So it could be uh, maybe a maybe Vixen show or at least more appearances on the CW shows. 
I could totally see her popping up on The Flash. She could pop up on yeah. any of those shows. Uh, she'd come by my house if she wants. I mean, I'd be she happy. She could do uh, any I'm show, but I'm here for her. Yeah, uh, also, yeah. Calista Flockhart might not be coming back to uh, Supergirl. because Yeah, of... she she got that Harrison Ford money. But I think it's cool they, <laughs> kept, they, kept, see, uh, they kept Supergirl in the um, uh, Monday time slot. Right, uh, where yep. where it was before, rather than you know trying to move it around and stuff. Right. Um, the boss of CW said outright that yes, yeah, Supergirl should have been ours. You know, you were right all along. CW president Mark Pedowitz was like, um, yeah, he re- said he regretted it. He that regretted. He passed on it. You are right. He's like, uh, the fact it's now moved to the CW where it should have been in the first place. Yeah. I don't think it'll have a big impact on the tone. No, tell your sister she was right. They did have a pretty... Yeah. That was still good in me. (laughs) Um, They did have a pretty successful series. We have a rough idea where they're heading, and because of our working trip with Greg, we're confident they understand what our needs are as for the tone and tonality of the series. And Supergirl can fly in space now. I hope so. Because that made no goddamn sense. Yeah, that was still a sticking point for you, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tonians can fly in space. It's closer to the sun. Yes. That made no goddamn sense. <laughs> I'm just saying, little things like that is like it's not a, it's like saying Birdman he can't fly that much. That's about it for the news that I can find. DC. Oh no, I got it. Oh, you have something, one. please. Yeah, Warner Brothers chief, uh, he has confirmed, like specifically confirmed that that uh, Ben Affleck is going to direct the Batman movie. Oh, good. So that is confirmed. I mean, people were saying it, but that wasn't really something that they, they didn't really confirm all that yet. But he's, he's he's one of the Warner Brother Chiefs, and he he said that that is a go. And, There's a lot of shakeups going on over there. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of restructuring. I mean, you know, they they took they took Batman v Superman and the reaction to it very seriously. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see which way they they, they go now. Um. We'll see what Jeff Johns does. I mean, they, they upped his role, or they said, I mean, they kind of reiterated that he, he has a stronger role. Him and um, another, uh, I can't think of the executive's name, but they will uh, they both have a, a stronger role in, in terms of what uh, the film universe, the direction is going to go into. And you notice that they did, and this is probably what they're going to have to do, because whatever the case is, Snyder's name brings so much baggage mm. that it's just something you don't want when you're trying to to get people to. And I still don't get that. Get he still has a great creative mind and everything else. Maybe you take a little bit of the reins away from him, but his involvement, doesn't, I still think, doesn't matter. At the point, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how many times we talk about it, but just the point is, the fact is, is that. His name brings problems, and you don't need it because you're trying to launch this. And, and because right. of that, word of mouth is what helps these films. And when you have someone who is that causes the is that divisive in terms of his name and and some of the things he says online, he's not the kind of guy that's good at selling himself to to an audience. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I also think that. Um... DC would would do itself a good service by having, like, really being diverse as far as like a diversity of different kinds of directors, actors, right. writers, and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you see it with Patty Jenkins, you know, directing uh, Wonder Woman, 
All right. Uh, you know, Justin Lin is going to be directing Aquaman. Um, just different kinds of directors. I think that's what really was the secret sauce for Marvel there is that they really had some quirky directors that really hadn't been given a big budget movie before, like James Gunn, like Joss. Well, you Lee, look at you know? it, but, but but look at how much uh, how much hate and la- and and what's labeled oh, wow. on the on the um, the Warner Brothers thing because it's it's labeled across the board. Like right. there are people that are like I. Oh, Suicide Squad looks like garbage. The, you know, like everything is labeled. It must be seeing a different trailer than I am. Yeah, but I've seen, like, <laughs> I'm but telling I've seen you, it. there's a kind of um, there. They do. Marvel did a good job of um, kind of getting the the getting the audience on their side. Like they 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 were presented good movies. They did. They presented movies that were favorable. To critics and fans alike, and you know, and they cultivated this by the way that they okay. treated fans online, the way that they did interviews. Even if they could be lying the entire time, the point is that they, the way that they talked about stuff, they said all the right things. They put the and that helps. Like people will let things go. Like even if a movie is not that good, or there are things about a movie, there are plot holes in films. They will let those plot holes go look at how we are with flash because of how much we like it like there are little things that we would overlook because it's it's we like the the actors involved we like the we like so many of the other previous episodes that we'll just go eh, that's all right you know like it's not Mm -hmm. it's not something that'll kill the series and the same thing with marvel dc has not you know the people that are in front are not have not done the same they're they're not going to receive the same you make a super good point about Marvel, like courting the the the, the viewers too. Like yeah. right. from from the very first Iron Man movie at the end, where Samuel L. Jackson talks about the Avengers Initiative, yeah. you know that created a hundred thousand comic book geek evangelists for that movie because they're like, oh my god, the and your friends are like, well, what does that mean, Avengers right. Initiative or whatever? And, you know, this is you know going back to the first Favreau movie, so they've you know very organically been you know steamrolling and snowballing this this franchise of theirs, and now they're reaping the benefits. DC's kind of going the opposite way and kind of threw a lot of stuff out there with this you know Batman v Superman movie, and is going to have to try to focus it, I think, a little bit even before they get to the Justice League movie, for people to have an idea. And I really think if they have again, if they vary things up the way Marvel did, have different different kinds of directors and different tones in their movies, right. like, and different, I mean, like, you know, we've, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we said this before, like, Winter, Winter Soldier is a spy movie, you know, Ant-Man's right. a, Ant-Man's a heist movie, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera, you know, all these different categories, I mean, they're all Marvel movies, but they're all different kinds of movies, and I think if, if DC takes any play out of Marvel's book, it, it should be that. And they've painted all the movies with the same brush, even though there's only been two. Yeah, like they've they've literally like the way that people talk about the uh, the more the the Warner Brothers movies, you would think that they they have done ten, and they're both about right. the same director too. Yeah, and they, they're, they, and they're both Superman movies. Yeah, so you like that perception is the hell of it. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, whatever. It's not not even an argument. Once you're labeled. <laughs> perception is the name of the game and and right now everyone is like you know they, they, they just have that look of of they don't you know the movies are bad they're not good they don't want to hear anything about it there are people that will and I'm, I'm sure suicide squad will have the same problem like the thing that will save suicide squad i think is that the people that see it 
the first weekend if they talk well about it, the critics talk well about it after they see it. That's the only. I think that's the thing that's going to make or break this film. Is I, how they they talk about this film after they see it. I think that really the the movie that will eventually either damn or or, or save this franchise right. will be Wonder Woman. And yeah. I'll t- and I'll tell you yeah. why. I'm gonna kill it. Because Wonder Woman, I mean, this is a character that we've wanted a movie for for years and years and years, and there haven't been any movies of Wonder Woman at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, my my daughter is excited for a Wonder Woman movie. She's only five. Right. You know, I mean, I know so many, uh, you know, women and men who love the character so much, and if it's a good movie on top of that, and it looks like, you know, it could very well be. The cast is excellent. You know, Patty Jenkins directed, you know, some, some of my favorite Breaking Bad episodes. I mean, she's mm-hmm. an excellent director. You know, the screenplay is supposedly tight. If this could be a good movie on top of everything else, then that'll win everybody right back. Because everybody who saw Batman v Superman, even people who had problems with it, said that Wonder Woman was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Or one of the best parts. One of the yeah. You know, so... Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I really think that... I mean, Suicide Squad, I think, will do well just because of the Joker and everyone mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn. And I think, right. Right, I think you're right. It'll be more of a Guardians of the Galaxy type thing where word of mouth... Uh, yeah. over, over a period of time in the late I summer. I think I saw so, something this week about them maybe doing a Harley Quinn, just Harley Quinn movie following that. They did say that, that they wanted to do a, a Harley Quinn-centric movie and it might have other, it would have other uh, female uh, I think heroes that they could maybe well. go kind of the Deadpool path with a Harley Quinn. But film. the whole thing with that is that none of that stuff means shit until... Uh, Suicide Squad comes out yep. and, and Wonder Woman. Right now, they could say, you could say Fantastic Four, <laughs> and they'll do Fantastic Four movies if they want to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it doesn't. Nothing matters until these other films come out and right. then they make profit. Not, not even make profit. They do well uh, uh, critically as well. Like it's not even about the profit now. It because even when the movies make a profit, it's it's still labeled a failure. So it's how the critics receive it, which will then in turn go to how uh, the audience, uh, you know, they they receive it as well, because that's how Batman Begins worked. Mm. Like Batman Begins was like people were like, I'm not going to go see that movie. Mm -hmm. And until it was all amazing. Until people saw it. Oh, my God. Ben Affleck, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so people saw that movie and then word of mouth came and then you saw how how well the next movie did like it wasn't you know like it did dark knight did so freaking well only because of how people uh eventually eventually got down to watching batman begins and how the well they talked about it and i think a lot of people got, got batman begins on dvd yeah it did you know, rather iTunes, than the movie theater uh, you know I, yeah and a lot of people who naysayed it like you said the movie theater um yeah but I, I really think, like, I mean, if you remember before Guardians of the Galaxy came out, it's like, well, Marvel's taking a real gamble here. These guys are unknown characters. You know, right, there's no, right. There's no Captain America in this movie. And the you know, word of mouth got around. I think if they can get that kind of word of mouth to, like, the audience that went to go see Deadpool. They have to. You know, to see Suicide Squad. Then to. they're, they're going to be fine. And what's and and it's even harder than, than what Deadpool had to go through because now you have so much backlash so much anger well, i think it can, it can live and die by its own by its own merit or, or non-merit or whatever but it's in a good spot late in the summer 
Mm. You know, there really doesn't is a lot of uh, competition around it. Well, I'm not even talking about just regular people just mouthing off. I'm talking about reviewers. I, yeah. Like I don't even go by just the average person that just gets online okay. and says I hate stuff. I'm yeah. talking about reviewers who are supposed to be legit reviewers. Right. How mm-hmm. angry they were. People, hey, I can't think of one reviewer who was like, wow, Deadpool was awesome, other than a comic-based reviewer or a guy on a comic site. Like, legit reviewers, like, you know, major, uh, oh, it was very derivative, and the juvenile humor, and pure aisle, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But it killed the box office. So I think, yeah. ultimately, if it's a fun ride, it's going to be, you know, review-proof. I mean, to a certain extent. I hope so. Because there are just people that are like uh, the average person moviegoer. They're they're on the fence. They don't have to go see these things. Like we, you know, like we're fans, so we want to. We feel like we want to go see it. We're going to go check these films out. But there are a lot of people. The 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 majority of people are on the fence. They're like, if I hear something good, or if I if a trail looks good to me, all right, I'll check it out. But if I hear a whole lot of stuff, a lot of people are like, I heard a lot of. Um, People hit me up uh, because of podcasts. They were like, you know, I heard a lot of negative stuff, so I didn't go see it. Or I, you know, like I, I didn't go and then something happened and I wound up going to see it and I actually enjoyed it. But it was almost like they were apologetic for it. Like, I, I, I or. Like, why did I do this? How can I do this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like people that even yeah. hit me up uh, uh, like this a couple of weeks ago saying that they finally broke down and they saw. Man of Steel or something online or they saw it on on, uh, you know iTunes or whatever and they said you know with all the hate that it got I thought it would be horrible you know like they thought it would just be the most horrible movie they've ever seen in the world they could not understand why it got the you know like if you review it and you didn't like the film you didn't like the film but the added stuff that was said about the film like how terrible it was like you know just like their review were just going in on it. Like, it was just the most horrible thing. And when they went to watch it, it was like, oh, okay, I, I was entertained. I expected it to be the worst thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't. So, I mean, there there is a lot of that that they have to deal with. Which is why you don't hear Snyder's name at all when they're talking about these offerings. And why they put, why they get, and why they gave Jeff Johns the reins. You, all you hear is Jeff Johns' name. You do not hear anybody else. You hear Berlenti's name. You hear Jeff Johns' name. Mm-hmm. You, you hear a couple of other uh, other named executives that no one really knows them like that. But they made sure that they, you will not hear Snyder's name anymore because it's they got to move away from that. Uh, they have to. Like, it, it just, it's detrimental to the to the movie making process to to have it that much negative press about a movie before it even right. premieres. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for this week of DCTV. Uh, next week, we will have season finales mm-hmm. for The Flash, Arrow, and Gotham, too. All right. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to be starting our movie club, or the TV club, or whatever we want to call it, the Justice League Club. <laughs> Justice club. League of America League. <laughs> the Justice League. The Justice Justice Friends. Uh, back, back, baby club. No? Hmm, I don't know about that. Oh. Um, but uh, we're going to be uh, doing our um, like uh, look at the original Justice League uh, cartoon, and starting with Secret Origins, which is a three-parter. If you want to follow along, they're available on the Netflix, which a lot of the young people have now with the computers. What? Internet and the whatnot. Yeah. I got to very, get that. It's very popular. Yeah, I got to get that. Well, I understand. And um, 
you can follow along with us and we, we will talk about that and discuss uh, those episodes over the summer as things go on. Plus, we will have the premiere of Preacher to talk about mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, pretty exciting. Shut your mouth. So, uh, if you enjoy some geeky podcasts, and I imagine you do because this is one, uh, by all means, head over to the Taylor Network of Podcast.com where you can uh, join the man, the myth, the legend himself, the mogul, Daryl Taylor, uh, and his merry band of podcasting minions, including and, and Malcontents. Yeah. Well, yes. we're, yes. <laughs> you know what? We just had a new person join. No apologies. Uh, Snyder is joining us. He's, he's becoming oh. part of the show. Who? Zach Snyder. He's, he's joining Zach Snyder. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's got some free time. He's got some free time. So he's joining <laughs> us on the show. Oh, and scoop. Yeah, okay. man. It's going to be. Gonna do no apologies. It's going to be me because I don't have anything else to do right here. I've got puppies and yeah. Got puppies. And... I didn't yeah, know the Taylor Network had the kind of budget to bring talent like Zack Snyder on. Um, they have no to... budget. No, they we have need no to budget. discuss. <laughs> we ain't got no budget. I mean, <laughs> we ain't got no. See? We ain't got no budget. They, they ain't even got no grammar. <laughs> we ain't got no grammar. We ain't got no, no budget. budget. They can afford all those double <laughs> negatives. But, yeah. W light. We all got the Mag Negro helmets, though. We all wear that. <laughs> Looking sharp. Uh, if you're after you're done checking out all that podcasting goodness, head over to where this very podcast originated from, hhwlod.com, where you will find a veritable cornucopia of podcasting goodness, including It's All Connected, who do to Marvel TV what we do to DC TV. Yeah, we're just on there today. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. Next, next, I was a trader. You work on both sides of the fence, man. That's what I did. Jeez, oh, I know. You're like you're like the Black Widow. I don't know if I can trust you now. I'm sorry. You're double agent. Pick a side. <laughs> I don't want also, to sign the accords. Also, the Walking Dead TV podcast is there. We're still covering Fear of the Walking Dead. I was on that too. And you were on that, Daryl. You're you're taking over all the podcasts. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm are there any podcasts you've got on? <laughs> If you look at the charter for uh, Cyberdyne Industries, I'm pretty sure Daryl Taylor's on there, and you know he's you know, oh. he's part of taking over That's the world. It. They did say a black man was the fault of that. So wow. I I yeah. Joe Morton. True. Wait, wait, wait. You're black. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Character mm-hmm. actor Joe Morton, who ended up on Scandal. That's right. Yeah, he was. Isn't uh, he like uh, Kerry Washington's dad or something? Yeah, he's yeah. like Nick Fury, man. Yeah. That dude is like a Nick Fury of. Seen of he's, he's legit, that dude. Oh, I would love Joe a spinoff. Joe is a good actor, man. I would love for him to have a spinoff where he runs this uh, CIA type organization. And oh, he would be great. Welcome to the Scandal Podcast. <laughs> oh, Clutch the Pearl. It's a scandal. I've, I've never watched that show. Oh, that's oh, yes. pretty good, dude. I love it. It's pretty good. Well, until next week when we have more DCTV to talk about and uh, all kinds of other stuff. Don't forget, we also have our award show coming up. Please, more more nominations and more votes for your choices for our DCTV awards that are coming up. Uh, best. We have some of the categories up at the DCTV Podcast Facebook group if you want to check that out. Or if you want to add more categories, please, by all means. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's an ongoing thread and it'll be a lot of fun uh, to do. So until the next week when we have our season finales and all that good stuff in the premiere of Preacher. Preacher! We are Ghost. Good night, everybody. Later.
Bye-bye. 